0: And welcome to Small Biz Matters live in the studio here at Triple H 100.1 FM. Thank you for joining me, my avid listeners, those of you who are passionate about small business education as we are here at Triple H and Small Biz Matters. Now, later in the program today, we have Justine Williams who's coming in to talk from the ATO all about preparing yourself for the end of financial year don't worry, don't panic. I know you started getting those emails creeping into our inboxes from our accountants and from various other organisations who are going to have an end of financial year sale, for example. But uh, it is something you need to wrap your head around and it's a good time of year to do it. Why? Well, the reality is you don't actually need to have any of your stuff ready for your accountant until next May. Sure, you can leave it to the last minute. But why would you do that when you've got everything prepared, you've been lodging your basses, everything's up to date, you might as well get everything sorted. And that way you you. you know now in this financial year – what's been happening with your business. It's really important to keep on top of your records. So later in the program, Justine's gonna be talking to us about keeping good records uh, for your business. What does the ATO expect to see? What does it not need to see? How have things changed in relation to to record keeping with new implementations such as single touch payroll or self-assessment, and how does that affect you, the small business owner, with what you need to prepare for the ATO for the end of financial year? But really, it's all about making sure that you're organised and uh, and understanding what your numbers mean. We're very passionate about that here on Small Biz Matters. It's about understanding what does a P and L tell you? What sort of fluctuations should you be keeping an eye on in your business? Where have your expenses gone through the roof? And in relation to that, have you seen a good return on investment when you've invested that money into your business? Have you had a big advertising budget this year? And in relation to that, have you then seen actual sales figures gone up as a result? What have your costs of sales been like? Have you employed or looked after some consultants throughout the year? Did you take on new employees, for example? How much did that cost you? And did you see any return on investment for their employment? So there's a lot of reasons why you should keep a really, close eye on those figures and get to know them. And a good person, of course, to talk to in relation to that is a bookkeeper and bass agent. Your accountant can kind of course assist, but a bookkeeper, bass agent will be in your accounts constantly and really understand your movement of money and fluctuations that think, and they might spot things that change as well. So have a chat to them, have an end of financial year chat, look, say, look, you know, I've been with you for a few years. I want to have a look at how things are changing and what, what's been changing in my business. And that's a really good opportunity to keep on top of your numbers. And the end of financial year is a great time to do that. Now, just while I've got you all and we're waiting for Justine to arrive in the studio, I thought we could talk a little bit about uh, what's been happening on Small Biz Matters in the last few weeks, there are some fantastic podcasts for you to tune into. So, for example, last week we had Michael Gottlieb, who is the CEO of BizCover. We talked all about the importance of insurance the different types of insurance, depending on what sector you're in, what you need to be aware of. Uh, perhaps if you're overinsured or underinsured, what sort of questions you need to prepare to ask your broker to make sure that you're you're being covered for that. And then the week before, we had Ingrid Thompson, who was the uh, author of um, so you want to start a business. And that was fantastic because we talked all about the step-by-step processes for getting started. But those of you who are in business who think to yourselves, well, I don't need to know that. Do you? Have a look at what she was talking about because her seven-step process is really awesome. And it talks about all the different aspects you need to be aware of. And let's face it, when you've been in business for a couple of years, you're a little bit more aware of, of where you're at with all of those different aspects. And I'm sure There's everyone out there has room for improvement as well. Just before that, we also had Jim Davidson, who is a performance coach specializing in teams. Now, I know you're out there and you're thinking, well, I'm a team of one. do I really need to lead myself? Sometimes, yes, you do. You need to be a good leader for yourself and inspire yourself. But more importantly, if you have a small team, say uh, four to five staff, he was giving some really top, teams, top tips about performance managing your staff, assisting them. It's not just all about KPIs. It's not just all about avoiding unfair dismissal. It's actually about creating a great environment in which your team can thrive. And then the last couple before then was, of course, it was election time. If you were hiding under a rock and you didn't think it was that important, it is actually really important as a small business that you're tapped into what's going on at around election time. So we had a couple of really great interviews. We interviewed Senator Michaela Cash, who is now the and remains the small business minister, amongst other things, within her portfolio. It was great to talk to her about what the federal government is planning to do moving forward with supporting small business, where their uh, emphasis are when it comes to funding, perhaps and any sort of changes they're doing to alleviate the pressure on small business when it comes to compliance, red tape, and in fact, taxes. That's what the uh, federal government was singing about leading up to the election. Then we had Peter Strong, who is, of course, the CEO of the Council of Small Business Australia, a wonderful advocate, a former small businessman himself. He's in the news a lot, supporting us and fighting for small business rights. It was great to have him on the program. We... um, We kind of unpacked the budget, we unpacked the election a little bit and uh, there's an upcoming COSBOA conference, I believe it's in August, down in Melbourne. So if you're interested in policy, if you're interested in... Representing small business and you believe that you have something to say, then you might want to think about coming along to that Cosboa conference down in Melbourne. I think it's the 17th and 18th of September. I'll check those dates and get all back to you. Now, we're going to take a quick song now and then when we come back, we're going to be talking to Justine Williams, who is, of course, the um, Acting Assistant Commissioner for Small Business. And she's going to take us through all the fantastic tips from the ATO and how to work with the ATO to prepare your business for the end of financial year. You are listening to Small Biz Matters, We're going to take a quick break and come back after this. And welcome back into the studio here for Small Biz Matters at Triple H 100.1 FM. You are, of course, live on Triple H every week, Tuesdays, Small Biz Matters and across the community radio network around Australia. Thank you for joining me again. We're very excited to be welcoming a very special guest in the program. As my regular listeners will know, we now broadcast for the ATO and support them with getting the message across to small business. And we're very proud to have the... Acting Assistant Commissioner for Small Business Justine Williams on the show. Thank you very much for joining us live in the studio, Justine. Thanks for having me, Oxy. Now oh hang on, I haven't turned you on. Try that again. Thanks for having me, Alexi. (laughs) It's great to be here. Turn mic on, mental note. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to be talking about the end of financial year. Now, it is looming, um, but it doesn't have to be a burden necessarily for you and your workload. There's some pretty good checklists um, and uh, and some support documents to follow on the ATO. There's great videos. um, There's a small business newsroom, of course, and there's always support on your hand from your BAS agent and your accountant. But... What if you haven't been doing a great job with keeping up to date? What if you're a couple of basses behind? What if you've never had to do bass so you tend to leave everything to the last minute? And what if you're a little bit lost with what's required at this time of year? But if you do keep good book good bookkeeping and you good records and they're up to date, then it shouldn't be stressful. On the other hand, but if you're a bit behind, then uh, maybe the ATO might be there to help you too. So today, uh, Small Business Matters welcomes Justine Williams, the Acting Assistant Commissioner for Small Business with the ATO, to chat about what you need to have in place to take the stress away from completing your own end of financial year checklist welcome to the show Thanks, Alexa. so we're going to be talking about the end of financial year and do you find that it kind of um i guess did do, do, does it tend to do you find the stress levels going up on the phones do people ring in and go oh my god what am i going to do about you know the end of financial year how am i going to keep on top of things i am behind does that do, do you get a little bit of feedback from the guys on the ground saying oh you know it does tend to get a bit more stressful
1: yeah, I think so, because, um, you know, small businesses, whilst they're, you know, um, very busy, they're also mindful um, that they want to get things right. Mm. And so, um, and especially this time of year, they're doing their end of year, you know, reconciliations, and they just want to make sure that they're doing all the right things so that they can just keep on and focusing on their business. Um, and probably reaching out for a little bit of help to make sure that they're ending the financial year on a good step.
0: And speaking of help, I have to say that over the last couple of years, the ATO website, the small business newsroom in particular, and that whole section on small business support is just fantastic. Any listeners out there who haven't checked it out yet, just go exploring, just navigate your way around the system. It's really well set up. Um, It's a great way to find out your processes and procedures and some really good tips as well that, that, you know, apparently we should innately know as a small business.
1: (laughs) Well, it's good because they're they're almost little bite-sized bits of information that you do need to understand to help you to run your business a a Mm. whole lot um, better um, to give you lots of opportunities
0: there. So, let's talk about the nitty-gritty now. Let's talk about um, what does the ATO expect to see um, in terms of evidence, receipts, payment summaries, that sort of thing. So, you know, you're sitting there at your desk, it's the end of financial year, it's getting close, and you're going, right, what do I have to gather? What do I have to know that I have to present to the ATO these days?
1: So you need to keep records of all of your business transactions, so um, including the income you receive through cash and electronic payments um, and your expenses. Uh, you, you need those records to be able to prove um, the expenses that you are claiming, mm-hmm. um, uh, like your tax invoices, travel diaries and log books uh, if you're claiming car expenses. Um, If an expense is for both business and personal use, this is just a must. You must only claim the portion that is related to your business use. And
0: obviously some typical ones around that is motor vehicle expenses, mobile phone. What about home internet? That, that falls under that category as yeah, well? it does. It's basically anything where there's a potential where you could be using it um, as a as a home-based or oh, sorry, for your family and for your home as well as your, your business. You yeah, know, that's right. It
1: out. Because it's not 100, you know, the, those expenses are not 100% for business use and, you know, especially whilst they're in the home or, um, you know, when they're um, related to your home. Mm. Um, so we do have a really good calculator on our website as well. So if you're unsure, definitely uh, Definitely have a look at the calculator, but also talk to your agent. Um or, or, or your um, bookkeeper,
0: yeah, indeed. Because there's there's different methods of doing those calculations. Obviously, with motor vehicle, there's a variety of methods, and maybe one method is not the best one for you and your industry and what you run with your business. And your your accountant should know that best, really. Absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah. And and always ask if you're unsure. Don't set yourself up on a pathway because you know something. You know, somebody tells you that you should do something a certain way. That way might not be right for you. Um, yeah. So I think that you do need to um, be. Bit curious um, and understand what actually works for you that enables you to meet your obligations as well.
0: Is that the sort of thing that people can ring up the ATO and ask about with record keeping, or Um, is it better to go to the the website and have you know just literally search record keeping and then it'll pop up with a few different articles and things? I
1: think that it is better to go on um, and have a look for yourself um, on on websites. There's lots of record keeping you know software out there, Um, so I would talk to your bookkeeper uh, or your accountant because they might have you know something that they're more familiar with. Mm. they encourage you to use. Um, But we, you know, generally, we won't kind of advise you um, about the sorts of record keeping software for you to use. No,
0: definitely not. Because we can't, you know, we want to make sure that everything's fair and and equal. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to pop on my bookkeeping hat here for a second and say um, that um, don't trust software 100% because sometimes it goes wrong. So just remember that your PDF bank statements are a true record and you should always be cross-checking those with what's happening in your software because things, you know, things can be missed. You might miss out on a huge expense because it, you know, it wasn't captured properly into your accounting system with the bank feed. So make sure that you're just double-checking those bank statements are correct and everything's flowing through correctly. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, what have you got staff? What do you need to have done? And this is all changing, of course, with the implementation of single-touch payroll. Anybody who's been living under a rock, running a small business, has staff, please go and check that out because we're not going to talk about it too much today. There has been a great uh, podcast with Small Biz Matters and John Shepherd a little while ago, so check that out. But we're not going to talk about that. But what do we need this year if we've had staff in preparation for the end of financial year?
1: Yeah, so um, you need to make sure that you... um so, if you haven't already, um, you know, taken up software um, that is Single Touch Payroll enabled, uh, then you need to make sure that you are preparing your um, payment summaries. So, um for the end of the financial year, um, and to be able to give those to your employees. Mm-hmm. So, um, and. Um, also do your end of year reconciliation.
0: Exactly. Make sure that you've paid your super and make sure that everything's being calculated properly in either your ledger or your software or your bits of paper that are hanging around. You've got to make sure that it's all correct.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Um, and get that right and, you know, at the end of the year so that you can start the new year off afresh.
0: I would often, I would even just hesitate to say that that is almost the most important thing at the end of financial year to get right, you need to make sure your employees are looked after, Absolutely. really. And you need to make sure that you have been paying your super um, on time and keeping it up to date. And maybe if there was like a big fluctuation or maybe you um, put something in and you forgot to include it in the super auditive, just make sure it's all, you know, wrapped up in a bundle and reconciled by the end of financial year. And anybody who's over 30, when we say payment summaries, we're talking about group certificates. Yeah. <laughs> N- new, new to be income statement. Yes, so, I know. <laughs> And then anybody who's a millennial will be like, oh, I don't even know what a payment summary yeah. is. <laughs> um, so let's talk about uh, bank statements now because I did mention them before with them being PDF. Great. Thank you, banks, for not giving us reams of paper anymore. It's great that we can access those. Most banks these days will let you download about, f- I think it's uh, two years, between two and five years um, of that. But it's always a good idea to sort of keep them on hand so that, down the track, if you're audited, for example, you've got them easy access. So let's talk about um, if bank statements are enough, because um, there's a little bit of sort of, I guess, debate around the small business community that is a small is a is a bank statement going to give me enough information? What What are your thoughts on that? So. <coughs>
1: I would say that they probably don't always give you enough information. Um, so records that you keep have to have in- enough information for you to be able to support, um, the, the amounts that you need to report and claim. So, um, the bank statements will not always give you, um, you know, company information or, you know, business information or, um, you know, GST information. Mm. And you do need that to mm. be able to then um, be able to substantiate your claims uh, as well. So I would um, err on the side of keeping your receipts uh, as well as, um, you know, your bank statements.
0: Particularly when you're dealing with contractors because, oh, I don't know how many times we see a small businesses people handing in these scraps of paper that don't have an ABN on them or they say that they're registered for GST and they're not. Yeah. That for me is an immediate red flag. You've got to check all of those guys and half the time they don't know what they're doing anyway. So you can, you know, take them under your wing as a, as a <laughs> more experienced business owner and say, listen, <laughs> this is not correct and it's actually not going to help my business if you give me an incorrect tax invoice yeah, anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So mm. I would would be keeping your receipts as well as your bank statements. Don't just rely on your bank statements.
0: Good tip. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about the concept of self-assessment. So um, why why is that an important thing to be aware of as a business with your relationship with the ATO, particularly at the end of financial year? Yeah, so I think,
1: um, you know, it... What self-assessment means is that we will initially take your claims um, that you make in your tax return as being true. Um, We may still adjust your return, though, if required. So, um, if we ask you to substantiate a claim and you're unable to, Mm. uh, then we will adjust. um, So, the ATO will adjust that return for you. Um, And... Self assessment means that you're responsible um, for the information that you put into your return. So, even if you do use an agent or a bookkeeper, ultimately, you're still responsible as the business owner to make sure that that's true and correct.
0: And a lot of good BAS agents and bookkeepers will actually, and accountants will have um, engagement letters that do really clearly stipulate that. It's like, we're going to do our best, yep. but I'm sorry, at the end of the day, we can only work with the documentation and the information you give us. If it's incorrect and you've given it to us, well, we have to think that it's correct and that's what we're working with.
1: Yeah. And, and on the flip side, you know, it's um, it, it's not okay to then absolve yourself and sort of say, well, my accountant told me that I could do that. And so therefore, yes, you know, I'm going to claim this um, even if it's not correct. Mm. So, you know, just... Be mindful of that.
0: Does that happen a lot? Do you have a lot of businesses kind of going? Oh, I was given a bum steer. You know, someone told me the wrong information, or maybe even lying that they were told the wrong information.
1: Yeah, it's sometimes hard to pick what's the you know the actual the the truth um, between those two statements. Um, but you know, there is lots of good information on our, on our website, um, especially as it relates to deductions um, and claiming um, certain expenses. So I would um, I would encourage if it's you know it's that old adage. If if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, so yeah. just go on and have a, you know, do um, uh, take responsibility and research some of that for yourself.
0: That whole self-assessment thing, is that actually legislated? Yes. Right. So you can't blame the ATO for not, you know, this is the thing is what I, I like to try and um, advise listeners about because ultimately you guys are working with the legislation which is handed down from Parliament. That's right. And you're working and... and min- not. Wrong word. Manipulating, <laughs> and administering? O- the op- administering the opposite of manipulating, and and you're looking after that. Now you're sort of the um, the caretakers, if you will. But at the end of the day, it's the legislators, and that self assessment thing that's come down from parliament that cannot be changed or, or, or man- changed at all.
1: I think um, if it was going to be changed, it would um, require a you know a complete um, you know sort of redoing of the of the tax system. But yeah, you're right. So um, so our role as a regulator is just to make sure that people are operating within the system that has been, um, you know, set down by uh, Parliament.
0: Talking about self-assessment, when we talk about, you know, you say, well, it's your responsibility, that just means that all of the penalties and all of the, um, I guess, court cases, if it does come to that, or or really nasty stuff, that... That's just because of the self-assessment rule. It really comes down to you as the business owner, and you're liable and responsible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Absolutely, and then and so what we will do if you know if, as I've said before, some of those uh, expenses or the claims, um, you know, are, are not legal or um, are outside of the norms, then we will adjust uh, accordingly to um, to bring you know back in line with the um, you know the various laws.
0: When you say like um when you say the 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 norm is that is that around sort of those industry benchmarks and things like that you really know how people behave within that particular sector or absolutely yeah
1: Yeah, so we've got a lot of data and we use a lot of you know data to um inform our views um or inform you know the reality that is the benchmark so you know um around particular industries so you know if you're curious I would encourage you to go and have a look at the ATO benchmarks. Oh they're that, fantastic they, I yeah, love
0: them you yeah. can look at your industry and you can go oh how am I doing compared to everyone else and how's it been going in the last few years how am I doing with the last few years so it's uh it's really awesome. It is because you can see
1: whether you're wildly different um so on a you know on um in a good
0: sense or in a bad sense mm. and you know where you should be what's reasonable. And also what's reasonable with regards to deductions. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So So if you're um, a hairdresser who's running a small salon in Asquith, for example, and you're driving a $400 million car, ATO is going to go, hang on a sec. (laughs) We're going to talk a bit more about that at the end of the show as well. Um, And then what we might do is take a quick break here on small biz. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, how have things changed in terms of documentation and the new legislation that is coming in with things like STP and a bunch of other things. We're here with um, Justine Williams from the ATO and we will back with Small Biz Matters after this. So, today we are talking to Justine Williams from the ATO and we're super excited to have her on the program because it's always great to share the knowledge that the ATO is, um, is passionate about giving to small business. So, it's lovely to have you here, Justine. Thanks, Alexi. Now, just before the break, we were talking about uh, benchmarks and certain things that the ATO has produced with its data that actually helps small business for their end of financial year support. Um, what other changes have happened in the ATO recently that small business really needs to know about?
1: So I think, um, uh, you know, definitely single touch payroll. You've you've touched on that. Um, I think taxable payments um, reporting um, software. Um, sorry, uh, not software. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tpars. Yeah, Tpars. Exactly. So um, just to just to know that um, the TPRS um, has expanded to. Um, uh, beyond the building construction industry so um, most of your listeners might know that um, building construction have been um, subject to taxable payments reporting systems since 2012 um, and th- but this is the first year that businesses will need to provide um, uh, that provide cleaning or courier services they need to lodge um, a TPAR. And um, there's more
0: te- coming, isn't there?
1: There is. Um, so from the 1st of July, 2019, we've got um, TPARs being extended to um, business businesses providing road freight, information technology, security, investigation or surveillance services. Yeah,
0: so it's really if you provide that product or service at all. You need to talk to your accountant and find out what the process is to make sure that that you're reporting correctly. And really it's not, I mean, again, I I, I sort of feel that there's a lot of fear uh, about, you know, oh, there's more administrative burden or there's more stuff you've got to do. Why does the the ATO do this. What was the huge success that they had in the, si- uh, the construction industry, and why are they rolling it out to other industries?
1: Yeah, so the huge success is that we're actually bringing um, you know money and tax in to the economy that just wasn't being paid before. Um, so we are um, now having you know uh, getting an increased visibility of you know some of the work in those industries that have traditionally been um, cash industries, and there's nothing wrong with cash, um, but you do need to make sure that you're re- um, you know reporting and paying the appropriate tax on the work that you do. Um, so it has been, you know, hugely successful. I've got something like $5 billion, I think, dollars that was bought in. It is in the billions. In. Yeah. It's huge. Um, that's been bought in um, as a result of, mm. you know, um, applying that through to the building and construction industry. So it's really important that um, with all the work that's been done, that everybody's paying their fair share.
0: Mm. And, and, and it's not difficult to report this if you've got good record keeping in place. That's what we were saying at the beginning of the program have good record keeping, and then it's just a matter of reporting well,
1: it. Well, it's part and parcel of, you know, running your business. So if you're employing contractors, you're paying them, um, so you've got all of the, you know, when you're onboarding them, you're doing all of your due diligence to actually make sure that you've got their details, all the right information. Um, TPRS isn't actually you're requiring you to do anything new other than reporting that same information that you're collecting to onboard them anyway.
0: Yeah, and I know we don't want to push the whole accounting software thing, but this is one of the times where a little bit of money can save you a hell of a lot of time. Absolutely. Because all of these systems, if they are recognised accounting software platforms that are compliant with ATO standards, and the big ones are, uh, I think you all know what I'm talking about, that the, um, they will have systems in place to be able to capture all that data. And it's really quite simple. It's just about learning how to use the software correctly.
1: Yeah, and getting into good habits. Mm. I think it's the, you know, what we see and what we know is that good habits, good record keeping um, are the key markers of success.
0: Exactly. So um, let's talk about deadlines now. So important deadlines around the end of financial year. I know we don't like deadlines, but we do like deadlines because they make us keep up to date. <laughs> That's why I always say, you know, if you've got a business and you're starting and you're registered for GST, just go straight on to quarterly reporting. Because yep. then you know what? Every quarter you're up to date and yeah, you might have a couple of late nights here and there to try and get everything up to date. But imagine trying to remember what you did in July. The following, like, May and beyond, it's it's impossible. You can't even begin to try no. and remember what it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um
0: So let's talk about the end of financial year deadlines that people need to be aware of. Yeah, so if
1: you're preparing uh, and lodging your own um, return yourself, then 31st of October is your deadline um, for lodging um, your income tax return. Obviously, depending on, you know, what um, cycle you're on with your business activity statement, that will be, you know, quarterly, monthly, monthly. Um, not many yearly would be listening to your program. Mm. Um, but if you're using a, a registered tax agent, um, then you you probably have an extension to lodge. Um, most agents do um, have that lod- extended lodgement program. So just make sure that you confirm with your agent when your due date is. Um, a lot are around, um, are in May. So um, you really should have been already uh, been in to see your agent Um um, but for STP, you just need to make sure that you finalise your payroll information um, by the thirty first of July. Um, you don't need to lodge a payment summary and your report for amounts you've reported through STP. Um, but if you don't use STP yet, you still need to provide your workers with pays you go um, or pays you go payment summary by the fourteenth of July.
0: Mm, so that's the old that's the old date a uh, due date, and that remains. That's right.
1: Mm. Um, and um, and you need to lodge your pay-as-you-go payment summary and your report to us by the 14th of August. So that's another um, date. Um, and, you know, the earlier you finalise your payroll information or lodge your annual report, um, the easier it is for your employees to actually lodge their returns. So, um, you know, a lot of people are eagerly awaiting um, to be able to lodge their returns. And with the information we use to pre-fill, you know, their information for them. So the earlier you get that through to us, the easier it is for your employees.
0: Oh, so it actually has a trickle-down effect on when we meet our deadlines as small businesses, how that affects our employees because they can't lodge and potentially get a return until all that information has been provided. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I didn't put two and two together like that. So,
1: you know, and your employees can actually, um, you know, lodge based on what they think is going to be their um, their end of year statement. Uh, But if they've got finalised data from you as their as the business um, and as their employer, then you know that will be then uh, matched and pre-filled into their return. So pre-filling is wonderful.
0: Mm. And be aware of what your employees need. I mean, some of them might be waiting on that particular return for house deposit or something Absolutely. like that. So be conscious and try and make sure that you meet those deadlines, um, but also make sure that you're reconciling everything and making sure it's all accurate before you um, present that information to the ATO, because otherwise, so I could stuff them around as well.
1: Absolutely, um, mm. and what you don't want is even small debts. So if something's wrong, and then um, you know, uh, instead of getting a refund, your employee um, has an amount outstanding. It's never a good feeling. So yeah, um, but and don't forget the abas lodgement. So um, if you're quarterly, your quarter four is due on the 28th of July. So, yes, uh, it's not that
0: lovely extension that everyone gets at Christmas time. Sometimes no, people get a bit confused. They go, the oh, in a financial year, maybe I get a bit extra time." No, no, you don't get extra time. <laughs> no, but just,
1: I think, make sure you um, are aware of your due dates. Um, you know, pop them in your calendar. We've got um, a great calendar in the ATO app. So, um, you know, just just be aware of your due dates and get into good habits to, you know, get in early to try and meet those due dates. We
0: didn't mention the ATO app before. That actually has some really great calculators and tools. It even has an expensing system that you can use to capture yeah. um, images and, and put your expenses in. If you don't have any uh, specific type of software, you can use that one as well. Absolutely. So, you were talking
1: before about keeping receipts. Uh, so, especially for sole traders, this is perfect um, because what you can do is you can track your motor vehicle expenses, you can um, take photos of your receipts, um, you know, in addition to your bank statement. So it's it really is a one-stop free shop um, that I would encourage any sole trader to use. Can
0: I ask on behalf of the conspiracy theorists out there, is, is any of that data being read or sourced or used for other purposes by the ATO? No. Yeah. No. You heard so, it here. Did everyone listen to that? Because we actually just heard that from the Assistant Commissioner <laughs> for Small Business. No. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, so it stays on your phone so any of the receipts and um, uh, information that you um, you know capture in the app stays with you um, stays on your phone even when you transfer it through to your agent um, all it is is basically the label information so it's it's the aggregate figure so it's not we're not getting uploads of your of your receipts and your data and we're just getting line information.
0: Brilliant. Um, Just a little reminder all of you who have got uh, a phone that this information such as bank statements if it's being captured please make sure that you've got a password protection on your phone or a find my phone so that you can disable it should it go missing because all of this information is there and that's some pretty um, high level confidential data that you've got on your phone so just you know Put some protections in place for yourself as well, because I'm sure that you've all got lots of different stuff in emails and attachments. And um, we've talked about that on the program before, Justine, about cybersecurity and keeping everything safe. And I think that, um,
1: you know, weirdly is a belief that if it's on my phone, like I don't need, um, you know, um, antivirus software, all, all that protection software. Yeah, absolutely do.
0: Yeah. And you need backup. Yeah. Yeah, backup your phone. Everyone seems to f- be forgetting how to do Remember we used to do that quite diligently, but because everything's in the cloud now, we think, oh, I don't need to. And then when you lose your phone or, or something happens to it and then you realise, oh, not all, all those really <laughs> precious photos were just in my phone. They weren't actually in the cloud.
1: Yeah, it, it is, we need to get better at getting into better um, backup habits, I Mm. think, as well.
0: Indeed. We might take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. We're talking to Justine Williams, the Assistant Commissioner for Small Business at the ATO. We will be back after these short announcements to talk more about how you can prepare yourself for the end of financial year. Welcome back to Small Biz Matters. You are live in the studios of Triple H 100.1 FM and across the community radio network. I am Alexi Boyd, talking all things small business. And since it's June... Let's talk about the end of financial year and who better to bring on the program than Justine Williams, who is the Acting Assistant Commissioner for the ATO for Small Business. Thank you once again for joining us on the program. Thanks, Alexi. Now, before the break, we were talking about different ways that the ATO supports through an app or through information you can get through the um, fantastic, very informational, great business education source, which is the ATO website. We were talking about the changes that have recently happened, single touch payroll, PARs, if your industry is affected by that and just keep communicating, keep communicating with your uh, uh, tax agent or your BAS agent so you can find out what is important for you to be aware of. Because really the last thing we want to do at the end of financial year, I mean, a lot of businesses out there, I suppose, are going through are quite a heavy workload because there's, you know, the big business, the big end of town want to quickly spend all their marketing budgets, for example, or they've got money to spend and we, the small businesses, have to scramble to, to get ourselves organised. It's a busy time of year for us. Yep. Um, but I suppose when you run a business, every time's a busy time of year and the stress, yeah, I mean, it can it can get a bit overwhelming. What What's the ATU been doing lately in the last couple of years to support small business? Because I know that you are You guys are getting onto roundtable discussions with Beyond Blue and you're giving support and you're giving feedback about what processes are out there. Why is the ATO so passionate about small business mental health? Um, we
1: recognise that, um, running a small business is stressful, um, and it is time consuming and, um, so to, to actually take the time to understand, you know, what it is that you need to do, um, you know, can be daunting, especially when you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with running the business. Um, and so we've, uh, been working with Beyond Blue and participating in lots of, um, you know, programs where we can improve the, or support people, um, suffering from, um, you know mental health issues, and um, and we've also trained all of our frontline staff in um, empathy training, so um, so that they can actually understand the the difference that small businesses have and the unique experience that small businesses have in managing a lot of the regulatory um, requirements for them, in addition to running their small business. Um, so. You know, we we're really passionate um, about supporting small businesses. They just need to reach out. Um, what we find is that most small businesses will reach out to us when they've, you know, when they're well into the crisis, um, and you know, contacting us sooner, especially as it relates to debt, contacting us sooner, um, you know, would would be far more beneficial in the long run because you know, uh, getting back on your feet. A lot sooner is is much better than you know. Kind of at a point where, um, you know, it's a lot. It's a lot more difficult to actually get back up and out of the the crisis that you're in. Back on your feet.
0: And when we've spoken to um, ATO representatives here on small business matters before, there's been a lot of. Um, I guess that the the what I'm getting back is that you guys are not in the business of putting people out of business. God no. It's not in your interest, or even or even the tax department's interest to, you know, not you've got to keep people up and running so that you can continue to, uh, you know, get them to be successful and and get get them to pay tax. It doesn't make any sense to pour, force people into bankruptcy no. and then end up with nothing. Well, and to
1: contribute to the economy. You know, we've got about... Um, so... 3.8 million small businesses across Australia and they employ around 5.5 million individuals. So this is really important to us, um, uh, you know, as an economy to make sure that small businesses are thriving and they're set up um, for success and and they're availing themselves of the opportunities um, to be as successful as they can. Um, Ultimately, you know, small businesses will run their businesses. They're responsible for their businesses, but there are lots of supports um, out there. You just need to reach out and ask for help.
0: So you mentioned that the ATO is uh, are trained now in empathy. That's really really good news, and that you're working with um, uh, people like Beyond Blue to provide programs for support. And those of you who are out there who haven't explored this, and and I'm not suggesting anyone who's even in the throes of a mental health um, issue, even if you're not educate yourself and find out what support networks are out there so there's head start they've got a great small business um, section now beyond blue obviously and obviously if you're really experiencing difficulties lifeline now when people are um, you know approaching the ato what what do they need to have in place i mean obviously if you're experiencing that it's it's a terrible situation to be in and you're not you haven't really got the headspace to think oh what do i need to provide is there a checklist of documentation you need to have or is what does the ato expect to see to prove bad word but reality um, that you're experiencing difficulties in mental health?
1: So um, everyone in every situation is different so you know which is why it's just best to call us as early as possible um, and you know let us know about your situation. Um, depending on what that situation is we, we will work with you um, to, to work out the best option um, and you know, what you need to show us. So I can't kind of give a, mm-hmm. you know, it, it will need to be a doctor's certificate and, you know, <laughs> and 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 we're all good. Um, you know, we may be able to help you organise a payment plan, defer a lodgement or payment or fast track your tax return. Um, but there's also, you know, you can, um, um, you know, even negotiate or online develop your own payment plan. Um, so if you're kind of feeling a bit like, you know, head in the sand, you just want to, you know, work out a payment arrangement, Um, and negotiate that, you know, with the H.O. without even, you know, speaking to somebody. You can, you know, you can do that yourself. Um, But I would encourage you to call us.
0: And also get your help of, um, I believe there's probably some government services out there. Perhaps your local council might have some support with financial organisation and and bookkeeping and record keeping that they can train you or, or assist you with that. It doesn't have to cost a fortune. If you're in a real dire straits financially, then you may not be able to afford an accountant or a bookkeeper. So in that case there are support mechanisms in place to help you to get yourself organised. It's about getting on the front foot, isn't it? It
1: is. And there are lots of business coaches. There are lots of networks out there. Um, you know, that was part of the you know what we learned through the Mental Health Roundtable was, you know, um, that um, Minister Cash actually convened. It, it's um, being able to identify all of the services at state, local um, and federal um, government so many services out there I just think that it's probably more the awareness and what's right for me at this point in time Mm -hmm. um, because not everybody's needs are going to be the same and so recognising you know kind of when you're in stress as opposed to you know, when you're, um, you know, suffering from a significant mental illness. Um, It's
0: certainly something where social media has done us all a great disservice because there's now so much information out there that you can't see the wood from the trees and the really important information like the support services is just not cutting through.
1: That's right. And where do I go? Um, And I think that, um, you know, uh, a lot of uh, the preference for people is it'll just fix itself. Mm. It just doesn't fix itself. So, um, And we as humans, I think, need to get better at reaching out and, and saying, you know, look, I'm, I'm in a bit of trouble here and I need some help um, and accepting that help.
0: Could I just check one thing in terms of strategy in the practical sense of it? If you ring up the ATO and you say, look, I'm experiencing this, this and this, can you ask to have it documented on your record they write it down they put some notes down so that you're almost um it's kind of like a mental health check isn't it you're saying well I've, I've checked in with the ATO I'm giving them an update on where I'm up to does that record stay with you and your ABN or your tax file number
1: yeah so whenever you um contact the ATO and, and speak to us you know um all of our um Op, um you know any staff member that you would um, speak with would actually write down um, you know keep a record of that conversation um, we also have the benefit of technology so um, all of our calls are recorded as well so um, you know there, there is that um, in that comfort that If you do contact us, there should be a record of that conversation as well.
0: Mm, mm, Indeed. Well, look, um, that's that's a really good piece of information to know that if you are experiencing difficulties, you just give them a call, get on the front foot and that the ATO really does care and it's in your best interest as well to make sure that the mental health of small businesses is is maintained because it's becoming a greater and greater issue really as well particularly in regional um, countries where areas where you know there's the drought affecting farmers etc and not just affecting farmers but the trickle-down effect for the entire industry as well.
1: Absolutely so you know and we've also got a range of workshops, webinars, tools and information that you can um, you know that you can seek out Information about and, and work out what is what is right for you, um, but definitely having a conversation, just renegotiating, you know, payments or renegotiating lodgement times, um, rather than avoiding and then just you know waiting for the waiting for the letters to arrive at the door. Um, you know, have a conversation with us, see, see what we can negotiate to actually support you through that that busy time or that more stressful time.
0: Excellent. Very good advice. Now, um, where can people find out more about what the ATO does to support small business, Justine?
1: Definitely on our website. Um, so, um, ato.gov.au, um, small business support. Um, so, you know, definitely have a, have a look at that. We've also got web chat uh, that is available out of hours. So, yeah, um, you know, if you would prefer to have your questions answered, um, you know, through, uh, you know, contacting us outside of 6pm, um, then, you know, web chat is your go to person. We've also got Alex, our virtual assistant, um, she knows a lot of things. So, um, <laughs> disturbingly, <laughs> she does, disturbingly, and she's available 24 seven. So, you know, our website's pretty good now compared to what it used to be. It used to be A bit awful to use. Yeah, it's Um,
0: certainly improved. I would say that, definitely. I'm very comfortable with sending, uh, recommending people to go to certain pages because it's digestible information as well. Yeah,
1: and and I think that, and Alex is just that, extra layer Mm. where she will be able to um, sort of direct you to the pages um, if you can't find what you're looking for.
0: And I also encourage people to subscribe to the uh, Small Business Newsroom, which is a great newsletter, very digestible, and you can just click through to the little bits that are important to you. Um, Importantly, what we were talking about earlier in the program, due dates... That's always very helpful to have that coming into your inbox and do glance at it. I mean, there's some really great top tips on record keeping, which is what we were talking about earlier, changes like single touch payroll and TPAs. Um, and also don't forget about your your consultants, your trusted advisors, your BAS agents, your accountant, and of course, um, your local businesses, your professional association for things that are really industry specific. There's, as you, as you mentioned, Justine, there's lots of really great places to get help and support. The ATO is one of them. Um, That's right. Because you guys are there too ensure that people pay their taxes and do the right thing, which is what 99% of businesses out there want mm-hmm. to do.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And and we've also, you can follow us on Facebook as well. And, you know, you'll find out things, you know, on Facebook and some of the social media channels as well, um, you know, about things like the instant asset write-off. So just make sure that you're, um, you know, um, following what is uh, available to you and, and really, yeah, your tax agent and BAS agent, Um absolutely are your um, really great sources.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program today. Um, if you'd like to, if you've had missed any of today's show, you can of course catch up on au, where you can listen up to 140 podcasts, plus we have 70 podcasts available for download on iTunes. Lots of great information and I'm very proud to say we have yet to repeat a topic. Thank you for coming on the program again, Justine. Thanks for having me, Alexi. It's been wonderful. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters here on Triple H 100.1 FM and across the community radio network. We will see you all next week with another fabulous guest. This is Alexi Boyd signing off for Small Biz Matters.